Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello, hello, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. We are here on Friday, the 4th of June, 2021, last day of the working week, and uh, hopefully, well, certainly here in regional Victoria, we are free from the, the current lockdown, but unfortunately, our friends in Melbourne are still locked down, unfortunately, for another seven days until Friday next week. Uh, so wherever you are in the world, I trust you're going to enjoy a really, really restful and re-energizing weekend. Uh, in today's episode, uh, I want to talk about a topic that is very timely, given the time of year that we are in. We are in for most for, for most companies in Australia, at least, and certainly if you're listening in the Northern Hemisphere, it's very rare that you're going to have an organization that has a financial year finishing at the end of June, because I think most organizations have a December financial year end, or in some cases, even a September financial year end. But most companies here in Australia, they finish their financial year at the end of June, which means we are now in the very final month of the year. And with that end of financial year approaching, many organizations, and dare I say, many sales leaders and many salespeople hit what we call the panic button, especially if they are behind on their target. Now, the thing with this, and I've seen this happen many times, and I've got to put my both hands up here because I was susceptible to this uh, for many years when I was a sales executive, but also or also was susceptible to this when I was a sales leader because we found ourselves in a number of occasions not necessarily being where we wanted to be in relation to our target and hence found ourselves behaving in a way that, well, for all intents and purposes, could be considered to be desperate to try and get the number over the line and get the sales over the line so we could achieve the full year target. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while now, you'll know that uh, my focus now is more on making progress than being a perfectionist or trying to hit the target because we know that the scoreboard, yes, the scoreboard at the end of the day will determine whether we have won or we have lost the game, but it is more important to actually focus on the process we go through in order to get the number rather than focus holus bolus on the number. Now, I get it. There'll be organizations out there right now, and there'll be probably people listening to me right now, and it may be you. <laughs> you might be listening to me right now and say, well, I'm actually behind on my target, so I don't have time to focus on progress. I don't have time to plan. I have to hit my target, or else we are in trouble. Now, that potentially could be a reality, but I also want to uh, give you some things to think about today that... Um, hopefully, will not result in you being in that position this time next year. Now, I've, I've done it, as I said, I've done this many, many times. And, and the classic example is I was working for an organization and we were getting close to the end of the financial. I think it was probably around early May, mid, early to mid-May, that often the panic button would be pressed. And this is where as sales leaders, you sit down and you're having uh, well, what started out as being maybe fortnightly cadence reports and cadence meetings to think about what you're going to close at the end of the end of the month, end of the year, become very quickly weekly. And as we approach the end of May and get into June, in some cases it becomes daily cadence reports because the senior executives are wanting to know exactly what's going to close so they can give the forecast to their senior executives so the board knows exactly what they need to forecast and whether they're going to hit their 
industry forecasts that they've put out to the marketplace or not. And so the pressure comes down. And I've seen I've seen marketing departments all of a sudden come up with these fantastic end of financial year almost fire sales. Uh, I've seen uh, partners come in and say we're going to offer. Uh, for example, free hardware or at no margin hardware as part of a pass-through or part of a sell-with type of proposition. Any incentive they could possibly put in the, put on the table to get customers to want to purchase before the end of the financial year. And this is the thing. Customers are incredibly smart. And if you're a customer yourself, you think about this. You get put into a position where you know that the organization you're dealing with who is wanting to sell you a product or a service they have their end of financial year coming up or they've got a, a finite date they need to meet a certain criteria or certain target. And so what are you going to do as a customer? Now, in most cases, and this is unfortunately what I dealt with a lot, is you'd be dealing a lot with uh, senior executives, senior IT type people. You'd be dealing with procurement people who would play the game beautifully. And they, they, they would ask for maybe another percentage or two percentage points of discount. They might even play a delaying tactic game. The power sits with them. Their, their power to negotiate and get a better deal is sitting with them because they know that you need to hit a target at the end of the financial year and possibly them or their product or the service they're wanting to buy or thinking to, to buy is the difference between you making that target or not. And so I understand that in most sales organizations, this is the thing, right? And this this is, of, it's only in hindsight, as we talked about yesterday, sometimes the lesson you learn is only in hindsight. And the hindsight I learned through was, it was too late. June was too late to actually, if you hadn't, if you hadn't been on target for your full year target by the time, uh, literally by the time the first, the last quarter started, then it was going to be very, very difficult to, to bring it home. Uh, and it was going to be very, very difficult in the last month in particular to try and get over the line. But having said that, still people tried to do it. But I was also really conscious of the impression and the reputation we were going to be building as part of that process and what we were conditioning our customers to think about us, but also how to deal with us in the process is not a good thing. And this is why I want to get, uh, well, this is the key message out of today, is don't get sucked in because so many people get sucked in and whole of organizations, unfortunately, get sucked in. So if we understand this, that typically in most sales organizations, depending on the size of your uh, sales uh, cycle, the buying cycle, uh, a lot of the reaping that we do in June is going to be based on the activity or what we've planted in February or March this year as a minimum. Sometimes depending on sales cycles, it might be 12 months ago that you're not going to see fruition of a deal until 12 months down the track. But for all intents and purposes, the average sales cycle probably uh, with a gr gr reasonable degree of confidence would be around 90 days, 90 to 180 days potentially, right? So if that's the case, as a minimum, we should have been doing some work back in uh, January, February, and March to put ourselves in a position where we can reap those benefits and actually close those deals and therefore put ourselves in a position to hit the target by the end of June. So why is it then that we find ourselves often in a case of, oh my God, we're, we're behind our target, we need to hit... We need to exponentially increase our prospecting or we need to go out to market with discounts or we need to try and incent our customers to bring purchasing forward from next financial year into this financial year so we can get our um, get our numbers, right? Don't get sucked into this. Don't be desperate. Now, there's going to be some caveats to this uh, and I want to share an example that um, uh, I had personally and it was, a, it was an organization I was actually dealing with um, 
a senior executive at Schweppes, and it was Schweppes and Asahi. And we had built up a really good reputation, really good uh, business relationship, and we were doing some pretty good business. Uh, this is a number of years ago. That it got to it got to the middle of June, uh, and there was a deal that we had on the table that we'd been negotiating back and forth for quite a while, and. There were just a few small things that needed to be, I guess, dusted off or finalized before the deal could be ratified by both organizations. The actual commercial of the deal had already been done. And so in this particular case, I sat down because we'd built a really good relationship with the C- C-suite of Schweppes at the time. We sat down and basically had a conversation to say, is there any way possible that we could we could actually get this done by the end of June? Now, the difference there was it wasn't it wasn't desperation. We were being honest and authentic. We'd been working on this deal for many many months now, and we actually said I actually said to them this particular deal would not only help uh, me get over the line, it certainly helped my my team get over the line, and it will actually enhance the reputation that Sweeps has within our organisation because of the work that we've been doing over the last you know three to four months. And so there was a relationship that had already been established, and we had credibility in both in both organisations. But here's the thing, and I covered this off uh, this week on a podcast, and remembering that we need to make sure that we are the prize, and we need to remove ourselves from the outcome. Now, I, I basically said to this uh, chief, uh, I think he was his CEO, or no, it was a CIO, I said, mate, um, whether we get this deal done or not, we're still going to get the deal done, right? Now, if we can make it happen before the end of the financial year, fantastic. But there was no, there was no desperation in my voice. There was no convincing to try and cajole him to get him to make the decision before the end of the financial year. We basically said, if it can be done, great, let's make it happen. If it can't be done, it's okay. We're still going to get the deal done because here's the thing. We would have done it in the first or second week of July, but we could have brought it forward. Now, if there was nothing stopping us from bringing it forward, then is there any way we can make it happen? Now, in those sort of cases, if you build a really strong reputation and you've got a really good relationship, then by all means, leverage on those relationships. But even in that particular conversation... There was no, there was no intimation, there was no expectation around uh, giving more discounts or doing anything else to try and bring this over the line. It was simply leveraging off the relationship that we both had. That if we could make it happen, there was going to be a benefit for both parties. And so the deal got done. We ended up making our target. Everybody was happy. But this is the thing. I see so many, and even today, I see so many sales organisations, sales leaders, and sales people apply the desperation stakes to try and get the deals done because they've got to make their target. And organizations don't help with this because when you've got a sales leader having to sit in a cadence review every single day to give a forecast as to what they're going to close for the end of the month, and then you've got senior executives basically telling them, do whatever it takes, is it any wonder we've got cultures out there in sales organizations that apply desperation stakes and put all of the power in the hands of the customer? So guys, we've got to not get sucked in. Don't be desperate. Don't discount. Don't give stuff away. And don't play the small and finite game. And if you've read the book by Simon Sinek, and if you haven't, uh, I highly, highly recommend you, you read it called The Infinite Game. He talks about how many organizations have got this false pretense that we're, we're playing this finite game. We've got to get sales in by the end of the month, or we've got to get sales in by the end of the quarter, or in our case, right now, in this time of year, by the end of the financial year. Well, guess what? The deal's still going to be done. If the deal's going to be done, it'll be, it'll be done. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, well, if it can be done, why can't you do it by the end of June? Well, okay, there might be some arguments for that, as we just talked about, if you've got a good relationship. But don't force the issue just to get in a, in a deal in a finite time just because we've been told we have to hit this number by this date. Because 
it's an artificial date anyway, because here's the thing. If the deal's going to get done, the deal's going to get done. If the deal gets done in the 1st of July, have you still got the business? Yes. So understand that we are here for the long haul. You are the prize, and you've got to remember this. You are the prize. You've got to set expectations. You've got to have the conversations. We've got to ask questions. We've got to continue to focus on progress over perfection. We've, and I say this all the time. We are always, always conditioning other people on how to deal with us. And this goes for organizations as well. We are, as an organization, continuing to condition other organizations on how to deal with us. So just think, if we go in with us in a state of desperation, if we go in hand, um, hand with a handout or with our, um, with our empty bowl saying, oh, can you please fill up my bowl of deals so we can make our target at the end of the financial year? What do you think unconsciously even that particular customer, that organization, that person is going to be thinking? They're going to be thinking, well, any time there's a level of pressure that this particular person I'm dealing with needs to make a number, I know that I can pull certain triggers and get a much better deal for me and my organization. And it's not conducive to great, strategic, highly valued, long-term relationships. So we've got to get away from that. So please, 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 as we approach the end of the financial year, do not get sucked in to the notion that we've got to do whatever it takes to get the deals done, to bring it forward, to close the number out by the end of the financial year. Because we've got to think of the bigger picture here. You're still going to have this customer in July and in August. And what? just think about this. What if you didn't get the deal done? in June. What is the worst thing that can possibly happen? Okay, the company might say, well, you didn't hit your target. Okay, great. But if you've got a deal in place, if you're making progress, if you've got a much better deal that's going to come in July or August, okay, you might say your target's going to go up, but that's another conversation entirely. But if you're going to get good business deals over the line, does it really matter when it gets done? Now, this is, this is, a, this is almost counterintuitive to a lot of sales organizations, and I know I've been there, right, as a sales leader. We're trying to push the numbers as much as we can to get as many numbers and many sales in by the by the set date as we possibly can. And I get that. But from a mindset point of view, we've got to get better at this sales game. We've got to get better at, at, at setting the expectations, but we've got to get better at measuring the progress and not get so fixated on trying to rush to get to the end of the financial year and get all the deals done and rush that process. Because I can tell you from experience and from working with with hundreds and hundreds of sales leaders over the last, over the last few years, it's it's a recipe, literally it is a recipe for disaster because it places the onus and it places the power back in the hands of the customer to basically demand whatever they want. And if they know that you're going to bend over and give them what they want in order to get a deal done by a certain date, that's exactly the uh, strategy and the tactics they are going to employ. Because remember, you're conditioning them on how to treat you. So... As we round up this particular episode, the last one of the working week, I want to leave you with a very, very clear message. Now, I'm not saying don't do whatever it takes to get the deals done and don't get do whatever it takes in terms of making sure you've got the best commercial deal for you and for your customer. So by all means, leave no stone unturned to try and actually get the deal done. But don't make it the 100% focus that it's almost like if I don't get it, I fail. Do not get sucked into playing the tactics that a lot of our salespeople and sales leaders do get sucked into in order to get that deal done by the 30th of June. I would much rather somebody maintain their level of integrity. I would much rather they actually call out the fact that we're not going to get it done by the end of June, but this is the progress we're making, and be able to withstand the consequences that come with that because you maintain your integrity, but you're also sending a very clear message to not only your organization, but the customer's organization that you're not going to be bullied potentially into making decisions that are not necessarily going to be for win-win. 
So don't get sucked in by this artificial target setting end of financial year uh, mayhem that is created in the month of June. Now, if you agree with me, love to hear from you. If you don't agree with me, love to hear from you as well. And if you are committed to taking your sales leadership to that exceptional level, I'd also love to work with you and help you do that over the next 90 days. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time. We'll uh, sit down, have a conversation. And we can start to work together as quickly and as early as next week. Give you a really fast start to the new financial year and set you well on your way to becoming that exceptional sales leader. So once again, thank you for plugging into the podcast. Hope you have a phenomenal weekend and look forward to speaking with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.